This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, the league is a buzz. It is a buzz. I love this week. It's a a fun week. Typically not if you're a Steelers fan. Right. (laughs) But there's stuff happening. Oh, there's a lot happening. There's a lot to react to, of course. Um, A lot of player movement, a lot of rumors, of course, that do or do not come to fruition. And, you know, to bring it back to the Steelers, as you mentioned, most of the stuff doesn't work out as good as it sounds this week. I mean, it's just the history has taught us this, that being – Slow and patient and filling holes through free agency and developing through the draft is absolutely the way to go to team build. It's a much cheaper. And that, yeah. I mean, I mean it's gives you more fiscally the way to go. Uh, and we're seeing uh, a lot of uh, early deals here as at, the, at noon today, the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the legal tampering period opened up. And, and so the, we're, we're getting some deals uh, that are happening. Um, the Patriots have been very... Uh, Active, yeah, right. They're, As you would expect. I mean, sure, they had the second most, uh, second most cap space, but you always see, you know, like okay, I, I saw, you know, oh yeah, they, Patriots signed Johnny Smith, and then you see what they paid him. Right. I mean, it's great on paper. Oh, that's a good fit. Boy, they need a tight end. He's an ascending player. Uh, I think he'll catch a lot of passes there. Maybe he'll be on my fantasy team. But what it costs you? <laughs> you know? Twelve and a half million dollars a year. Yeah. Um, wow. It's just that's. It's kind of like when the Browns signed Hooper last year. That was eleven million dollars. Like you knew it was going to be more. You know, Johnny Smith is—he's not the highest-paid tight end in the league because Kelsey and Kittle Kelsey, or, yeah. yeah, Kelsey signed a new contract last mm-hmm. offseason. But twelve and a half million dollars a year for a, a guy who's—I like Johnny Smith. I do too. But he's essentially a big wide receiver. He's a big wide receiver. Now yeah. I guess if you look at it from that perspective, you go, okay, well, wide receivers are going are getting. More you know, than that, right? More than that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's matchups, and you get them on linebackers, yeah. and right. I mean, tight end. The, the definition of a tight end has obviously changed drastically over the years. But I don't know. I mean, the guy, it, it, like I think his career high for catches is like 45. I say he's not even a high snap guy at Tennessee. I mean, I like him. Don't get me wrong, but they've yeah. used Ferkser and they've used other guys a lot. Yes, he's a starter, but he's not, you know, an every down, no doubt about it, guy, or featured there. Um, I. I don't know. I mean, we'll see what the the rate is. I bet Hunter Henry comes in at more when the number happens. Yeah. I mean, free agent tight ends are, to me, not a great business to be in. I mean, we we've talked so much about what Jesse James get that year, and there was like three or four of that that are like three level. I think it was four years, twenty four million. Yeah. Tyler Croft had the same contract. I mean, yeah. like, and they're all gone. They're not worth it. I mean, right. They're, they're backups. That's what happens. Um, the Patriots also signed uh, nose tackle Devon. Godshaw, yeah, or Godshu, yeah. Uh, two years, nine million or sixteen million dollars includes nine million guaranteed. Wow, and that's an awful it's lot too. Nine, Eight million dollars a year for a nose tackle, for a nose tackle who hasn't been very good. He's been fine, yeah. I mean, he's he's been okay, right? Heavily recruited kid at LSU. He's been a name for a while. He moves pretty well as noses go. 
But in in their defense, they want two monsters in the middle, and have kind of been missing that. But that doesn't mean you're. You go spend eight million dollars a year on this guy. Right, right. I mean, there's that's something you don't do the first day of free agency anyway. I mean, right. usually things that happen today are going to be overspends. And on those, if tackles, they had assigned this guy three weeks from now, they'd probably get him for two years and eight million dollars. Yeah, right, right, you right. Know, something along those lines. Yeah, I mean, some of the moves. We saw yesterday and over the weekend the Zeitlers and Aaron Jones and stuff like that. Those are usually pretty decent deals. The guy just wants to get something before he hits free agency or a lot of them return home or you have an inside track or those type of things. These ones that are happening while we're recording and whatnot are going to be crazy. Well, Zeitler actually signed this morning. Was that that? Okay. Yeah. So that was that was to the Ravens for three years, $22.5 million dollars. Um, that's a that's a good deal for the Ravens. I didn't think that was horrible, right? No, I mean he's an he's an aging player. Mm-hmm. Um, you wonder, you know, where what he's the interesting thing is he's now played for the Bengals, Browns, and now the Ravens. I guess he has. I didn't <laughs> thought of that. That's he's bounced funny. around a little for a guy who who has some talent. He's bounced around more than most. That's his fourth team, huh? Yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Wow. Um, and he was a the Giants gave him big big money, and he was a cap casualty, and you knew he was going to be a starter somewhere. We said a million times last year they never properly replaced Yonda. And I'm not saying he's at Yonda's level, but he's a quality guard. He's better than what they had. Yeah, he's a quality guard. I think Orlando Brown could still be on the move. You know, you keep hearing, like, Indy could be in the market for him. Maybe Kansas City now. Who knows? I mean, so they they better – that helps firm up their O-line. Well, if you're the Ravens, do you trade with Kansas City? I don't know if I can. Or even Indy, maybe. Or Indy, yeah. Do you want to – if you're going to trade him, unless you absolutely can't get anything in the NFC, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, they they almost have to like hey you got to give me two first round draft picks if you're right. in the same conference right no I hear you I mean I'm not sure I'm going to help out Kansas City I yeah. mean maybe after Trent Williams falls or whoever they start getting calls but interesting yeah um, what we haven't seen yet uh, is anything with any of the Steeler guys I, I expect something to happen with at least one of them actually um, something happened right this second oh well, I mean it's a little off the beaten path but Kevin Colbert signed a one year contract. Well, there you I go. I mean, we knew that was coming, but it became official. My phone just kind of lit up as we were as you were saying that. Yeah, but good uh, good news, of course. Um, yeah, so Colbert uh, sticking around, and that's not. Um, I don't think that comes as any shock. Yeah, and we knew he's been working on one year deals here for a little while. I mean, so that makes perfect sense. So they just revealed it, made it official, I guess, and he's one of the best in the business. That's good news for Steeler fans. Yeah, uh, I kind of expected that to happen after the draft, but the fact that it's happening now doesn't. Yeah, it, 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 it really it was a uh, manics, Yeah, yeah. I mean, not unexpected, but um, if you're the Steelers, that's that's good news. That you know, if you're a Steelers fan, that should be good news because oh, yeah. that means Kevin Colbert will not only be handling this draft, but he'll be handling next year's draft as well. Uh, that's a good point. I mean, as I found out the hard way, scouting contracts basically go draft to draft. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for the people who don't realize, like my, my contract, I got hired the day after they drafted Kellen Winslow, and I got let go the day after we drafted Braylon Edwards. You know, So Kevin will be in that same mold. So you're going to get two off-seasons out of him at a minimum, basically, which is great. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if that's uh, – um did you get fired because of Braylon Edwards? Yeah. Way we didn't want that guy. No, he was number one on our board. <laughs> that's the best before when we loved. That's when we loved him. He hadn't done anything wrong yet. Yet, um, but uh, yeah. So uh, you know, I, I think the thing to remember with this, I know Steeler fans get frustrated every year. I see it every. Well, this is oh, God, they're gonna. You know, this Everybody's team. Everybody's getting better. This around team us. got that, and that team got that, and wow, look, uh, the Ravens got Zeitler. They're they're you know they're gonna yep. be the division. 
Bengals are going to sign an O lineman, and yeah, wait. Browns will sign some edge rusher, and everyone will be like, man, and the Steelers are falling behind in the NFC North, as they say every year in March. Yeah, <laughs> and then we'll see how it all runs. Wait and out. see what happens here. Right. There's there's a lot left to play out, and I I really think this year, more than maybe any other year, the teams that are patient, it, usually that is the Patriots. Oh, yeah. The Patriots are typically a team that sits and waits. They've had a couple big ticket Stephon Gilmore, Revis guys over the years at a key position. But usually they're to sit back and, you know, nitpick the low hanging fruit, the cheap stuff. There's going to be a lot of that this year. There's going to be a lot of cheap stuff this year. And a lot of guys. But there will be, you know. I think there's going to be a lot of guys waiting and signing one year deals just to. I think for sure. Yeah. That's a smart move. I mean, if I'm one of these guys' agents. I might take the bird in the hand, take a good situation, put out good tape for a year. I think the cap's going to be massive a year from now, and you know, play it back. You know, try to win. You know, build a, a resume. I think backup quarterbacks, and I'm not implying the Steelers should be in the Andy Dalton market or anything <laughs> like that. But it, th- contrary to last year, I think that might be a position that suffers. You know, if you're a Brissett Dalton type guy, maybe teams aren't going to give you your value and and until next year. Well, I think running backs could really they're going to be in trouble too. Yeah, Uh, we saw over the weekend the Packers re-signed Aaron Jones. Mm -hmm. That was not happening here, folks. No, no, Uh, the the people putting that out were just trying to put. Uh, that was the agent talking, like, "Hey, the Steelers might be interested." Yeah, they they might they have a running back need. They, they have a running back need. Mm-hmm. There's somebody who's putting two and two together and getting five. I don't think Kevin's like, "Oh shucks, we yeah, lost we, out we, we lost Jones. out on Aaron Jones." Right. But what that signing does now is to, Jamal Williams is not going back to Green Bay. No, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, he's been a target of mine for a while. That I think he's better than I would have even guessed. Of could be that Steeler guy you sign and then still draft one in the first round. Absolutely, so you know what I mean? yeah, he is. He covers Tough your nails. Again, you go in, then you go into the draft with, can live with, him. with a potential starter. But yeah, right, 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 right. You can, as typical Kevin Colbert fashion, you could play on Thursday morning with him as your starting running back yeah. and be very, very fine. Great in protection, does all the dirty work. Catches the ball. Catches the ball well. Um, tough as nails. Coach favorite. You know, yeah. But not good enough. Not to, dynamic. He's not. Right, he's, right. He's, you know, you're not going to want to line up for 16 games with him as your starter. No, but nor is he going to be prohibitive to, boy, we can't use first-round pick on a running back now. Yeah. But it pushes the other guys in the room. Uh, maybe or you, off the roster. Or off the roster. Right. Yeah, so there's that, uh, which I don't have a problem with. No, not at all. I mean, if they come back with an entirely new running back room in 2021. Oh, man, if you had... I'm okay with that. If it looked like... If the depth chart to me looked like first-round pick, Jamal Williams, or someone similar, but he's a great example... Um, Mike Davis is another one. You know, guys like that. Yeah. And McFarland. Wayne Gallman. You know. Yeah, right, right, right. And McFarland is your three to see if it works. Yeah. You know? And maybe okay. use Monkey. I mean, they they, they took, a spark. They used him for uh for some kick return stuff last mm-hmm. year. Maybe use him for that. Maybe that's his Maybe that's his role. That's his niche to get a, a hat on game days and then you you know, see what he's got mm-hmm. as the year goes on. Um, give him a whole preseason. I mean, any of those rookies that didn't have a preseason, I, yeah. I'm not ready to write It was tough on. last year. It was tough. And, and Snell would be in the mix, too. You know, but he yeah. better be good on special teams. Right. You know, or, and they they usually keep four. They usually keep four. That's you know? a pretty good group. That's yeah. a massive upgrade from what they've played with the last couple of years, since Lev Bell, really. Yeah, really. That That's the case. And, and I think— And it wouldn't cost you that much. No, it wouldn't. That's, that's, the, that's key, the main right. thing. Right. Uh, one thing I, I did make note of over the weekend is, is you know, the, the cap has gone down. Right. And I, I can't remember where I saw this, but 
somebody put pointed out that two years ago the cap was right around the a little bit lower than what the level was this year. Oh, okay. I think it was like 182. Now it's a or it's 100. It was 180. Now it's 180. Very close. The rookie salaries two years ago, the minimum was like five hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay. Now it's seven hundred. Wow, I hadn't thought about that. So you got to allocate more, a higher percentage of the pie than two, you did yeah. two years ago. Okay. So that that comes in the uh, you know that now becomes a factor as well. Mm-hmm. And those in those minimum salaries for everybody have gone up because right, right, right. because of the new uh, CBA. True. So okay, you, so your low end fifty third guy is a lot more expensive than he used to be. They're more expensive now than than what they were. So that's big. I, I do think this. You know, I think people are looking at the Steelers situation, saying, "Well, they they can't sign anybody. They don't have any money." That's not re- that's not that's not reality. That's they not reality, want to, right? If they want to sign somebody, they can sign somebody, right? And, and then make a, a, a corresponding move to make it work. You've laid this out really well over the last couple of weeks. I mean, you have probably what. Six or seven moves still in your back pocket that yeah. you could possibly make if the time comes. And you, I think uh, potentially they could probably clear up to. Uh, and I'm, this is a ballpark estimate: twenty million dollars if they mm-hmm. if they want to get creative with if it. They really wanted to go, yeah, not even all in, but if you wanted to go hard this year, which I really wouldn't have a problem with. I mean, I still think this is a transition year by their standards, but if that means. Getting Filer or not, I mean that's a guy that I keep looking at. Like, man, he's been a homegrown guy. I would plug him in at right tackle with all respect yeah, to Chuuk. If I if you resign Filer, you're putting him at right tackle. Right. So you're our right tackle, and, and less you disaster let, you, happens. You let you let Chukes go to the left side and compete right. with Banner you know, a or rookie. a rookie. Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden, if you sign Filer and and Banner, which I don't know, it would be crazy. You know, Filer's going to make money, and people are probably banging on the, his agent's phone left and right now. Because Cameron Irving just got five million for two years. Right, he's not even. Filer's better than Cam Irving. They're not even good. Yeah, yeah. he stinks. Um, but then you go into the draft with six NFL offensive linemen. Okay, you know, and you're still going to draft one or two. Your your line could be in pretty good shape. Does it? I, and I know when we had Greg Cosell on last week. Uh, he made mention of the of the you know the the left versus right tackle thing doesn't mm-hmm. matter as much anymore. But with a quarterback, an immobile quarterback, yeah, I think it still does. I think it does if that lineman thinks it does. I mean, I still think this isn't what Greg brought up. I think to Orlando Brown's point, some guys like the right, some like the left. Right. And if Chooks can't play the left, but, but he's already done some of it. Banner's done yeah. some of it. You know. I just think um, with a, with a with a quarterback who doesn't move well, mm-hmm. if you don't protect his backside, like he can see the guy on, on his yeah. front side coming and get rid of the football. I guess there's some logic to that. Just the sight doesn't matter who the player is yeah. coming at him. It's if, just if, who's your vision. Of if it you've all. got a more mobile quarterback and he, and he you know you got a lesser left tackle, you can yeah. you can live with that because he can escape. Ability. Okay, you want to put you want to you want me rolling out to my right? Fine, mm-hmm. that's where I want to go anyways. For the most part, most right-handed quarterbacks want to roll to their right anyways. Sure. No, I guess there's some logic to that. But to the Steelers' point, the left tackle is going to be a question. I mean, yeah. even if you do get Filer, you plug that one in, and but you could have potentially three options there. I mean, if you that's roll the into thing, camp, yeah. like Chooks Banner and a second-round pick, like, all right, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's good for now and the future. I don't know, Filer's one I've really warmed up to that uh, we haven't talked a lot about keeping him, but I would like to. Yeah, I, I think that could, that could be a possibility. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's from Pennsylvania, uh, about three hours from me. He's yeah, from, yeah, from yeah. the Harrisburg area. I bet he's very comfortable here. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so there's that. He came up through the system. He, mm-hmm. he was originally signed by Houston, 
Oh, right. He right. was on their practice squad. Then they cut him, and the Steelers picked him up, and he's been here since. So he's been in the system for a long time. Um, and I, I do think – I kind of think he took one for the team last year. A little. To go to guard. To go to guard, that, yeah. Right, yeah. And I thought he played well there, and I think he's got the strength to handle it, and he's going to be a plus pass protector. But his real value is – I thought he, I thought right he was better right down. tackle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought he was really good two years ago. Yeah. So with – do you think and we don't know what the cost of these guys are going to be now that they're on the open market but I don't think it's crazy to say they could add Filer, Banner, Alualu, Sutton, a cheap back and a cheap tight end. Yeah, I think I think that's certainly a possibility because some Sounds of those like a lot. Some yeah. of those guys you're going to get it, it you know, you may get a tight end a one year veteran minimum deal with this with them that's the kind of guy I'm thinking. Minimal about signing bonus yeah. that, and there's 50 of them out there. With right the, with roster displacement, costs you an extra two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, Richard Rogers. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even shooting pie in the sky. Though. A guy that's played a lot of snaps in this league is all I'm looking for there. Right. You know, the running back I'd like to be a little better, but they're cheaper. Yeah, you can get one of those for a couple million dollars. Mm-hmm. And again, with roster displacement, displacement, you're talking about. One point three. Yeah, yeah. Right. What it really costs you. It's a good point. It's so not that. I, I don't think that's crazy to think that they could maybe get that done. That whole list. Yeah, I mean, if, if they do that, um, you know, our mock drafts become a lot different too. The mock draft changes dr- yeah. dramatically. I, I explained that to people. I did my mock draft on DK Pittsburgh Sports. So I've I've done one every two weeks. Okay. Uh, so I did my third one uh, over the weekend, and I didn't do any did trades. You take Devontae Williams. I did. I had a feeling you might. <laughs> <laughs> but. Harrison ATM went before my pick. Oh, okay. So I had, I mean, there, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no ifs, ands, or buts. If that happens, you got to take the you back in the first round. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, I didn't make any trades in that one. Sure. And people are like, well, your, your second draft looked much different than your third draft. I said, well, my second draft, I did make, I, I traded back a couple of times okay. and got extra picks. And those two running backs went early in this And those two running backs. Right, right, right. Thing, there's no such thing. If you're if you're running, that's why I run so many of these mock drafts on there. If you run them a, a 25 times, you're going to get. Oh, you, there may be the some similar guys available each time. Right. But what happens around you changes every time. Every time, and every one of your decisions affects your further decisions yeah. in a big way. And what happens over the next week or two is going to change. Oh, what, yeah. what those drafts Massively. look like dramatically. Massively. You I mean, know, if somebody goes out. You know, the the Packers. Might have been in the market for a running back if they let Might Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Yeah, they drafted A.J. Dillon in the second round mm-hmm. last year, but that's all they had. That's all they had. Right, right, right. So they got to go get a back in the draft. Well, now they don't. It wasn't like the Patriots going to end up with Kyle Pitts, but they're not taking a tight end now. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, it's a perfect example. Now, there was, that's going to be a ripple effect through the whole league. Um, it, here's a good one. A lot of people have, like, Wyatt Davis going to the Ravens. Well, they're not taking not the now. first yeah. round. You know, that's not going to happen. Yeah, and you you know you wonder, for example, like the, the Patriots with the with the Godshaw signing, mm-hmm. um, is that now? Did they look at the this year's defensive tackle class and go, Ugh. probably? Yeah. Now, the more I think about it, is like well, we need a guy that can play right now, and mm-hmm. this is this guy can do it. I, we don't like anything that's in the. It might be a good year to be a free agent, big nine, big could man be. On defense. Yeah, nobody wants to you know, trust. And the you wonder if that if that affects Tyson Alulu's market. Maybe a little. Maybe he's getting two two more calls than he expected at, at this point, saying, "Hey, you want to sign a one year deal for a little more than you made last year?" Eh, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's possible. Um, real quick, who was your second round pick? Uh, my second round pick was uh, the linebacker, uh, Jamin uh, Davis. Davis, yeah. Wow. 
See, what's funny is I didn't I didn't know that's who you took. If if we would happen to see the Steelers nail that list that we just mentioned, that might be the luxury pick you could take there. Maybe that is Davis or Cox or somebody like that, and take a project offensive lineman in the third round as opposed to boy, you have to go running back. Center. The thing about Cox is I didn't realize I was doing a little more research over the weekend because uh, we did our linebacker mm-hmm. rankings for for the the triple take the triple take. He's 23. I say he's old. He's yeah. a transfer, and he's a little old. Yeah, and it's not the end of the world. But the Steelers typically trend towards those younger. Mm-hmm. Not last year they didn't, because I think odd year though. It was an odd year. But I think this year you go back to your norm and say, hey, we could, you know that was a one year fix. Mm-hmm. This year we got to get guys that are going to be with us. The strategies worked so well for so long. Yeah. I mean, unless you think, boy, we don't have as much information on these guys like last year. But that's definitely. A tiebreaker. In typically, yeah, if they, if, if they can get an underclassman, they typically go with yeah, the underclassman. Yeah. Keep them around for a Especially while. Especially at a, I'd love to see Davis. A skill well. position, you know, it's one thing. Okay, you can take an older offensive lineman if you need to plug and sure, play him. Sure, If you, you, like, you're looking at Kevin Dotson, you go, okay, he's, I don't even know how old Kevin Dotson was. But, but he was a little over eight. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was a four-year player. Um, you say, okay, we, you know, we want him to step in and be able to start or, or be our top guy. Oh, there you go, the sure. older guy, he's. He, He's got his grown man strength. He's ready to go. Yeah, you know, and, and those you know, guards and things last in this league too. You know, it's not like you would hesitate to sign him to a second contract if he was really good or something along those lines. Yeah. You know, um, boy, Davis next to Bush though is kind of intriguing. Well, that would be. I mean, he's about... exa- I mean, he's he's exactly what you would want next to Devin Bush. The height, the length, because he's got the, he, the speed. Like they would right. give you that that height speed oh, very combination. Different. He's very on the different. Tight end. Yeah. Bush is on the back. You yeah, know, that type of deal. He's also not a one-year starter, but kind of. Yeah. You know I mean, like he's a very much an ascending guy, not a ton of experience. You could break him in slow. You know, he doesn't have to start day one and play right. sixty snaps a game either. You know. Yeah. Gets uh, his hands I, on the football though. Yeah, I'd like to see him in Pittsburgh. If you could, if you could set up the draft that he's sitting there in the second round, and you can say yes to that, that's pretty nice. Yeah. You know, free agent. And that's that's that. what I think. That's that's why Kevin Colbert, when he goes into in the free agency. And prior to the draft, mm-hmm. likes to fill those starting spots. Sure. Now it's you not don't like have he's to. He's going to take a safety. Yeah. But you can take five positions instead of two or whatever yeah. it is. You, you don't know? have to do sure. anything. Right. That's the beauty. You of know. It. That, that's to me. That's the beauty of free agency is if you can prepare yourself to draft extremely well year after year and not force yourself to draft in a specific manner, that goes a long way. Yeah. Um, just watching you. I haven't seen anything. We saw a little flurry of deals happen uh, right away, uh, but I haven't seen anything recently. Uh, no, no, the Cardinals made a couple little moves. I mean, Andy Lee and some of those type of dudes. Uh, we mentioned, uh, maybe that was off the air, that Carolina's looks like they're taking the o- o- offensive line approach of, let's just sign 10 of them. Yeah. <laughs> Throw them all against the wall. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that works. It did for Buffalo. It's not a horrible idea. New England tried it at the wide receiver position a couple of years ago, and it didn't work. See, I think it can work for O-line. Yeah. It's just these guys have played a lot of snaps. Some of them are higher pedigree guys, Elf Line and uh, Irving. Irving are the two they signed, and both have been horrible. Yeah. But maybe you coach them up and get something out of them. I, I don't know. I mean – <laughs> O-line's a tough position to be in. I don't, yeah, I, I don't even know. Maybe Rule has a different ideas about what he wants out of his offensive line. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they, I think they want to run more of the, the spread. Probably. You know, um, so we don't need him to Pass power block or anything like that. Yeah, we yeah. Just, we're going to get the ball Dump it quick. to McCaffrey and get it to DJ Moore in space and yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's a possibility. Uh, the little clip I just saw here, and this is, there's so many rumors. 
uh, Judon and the Patriots might be close. He's another one I wouldn't invest I in wouldn't, either. Right. I wouldn't sign him. If, if on day he, one of the free agency uh, for whatever he's going to cost. People, again, people talk about Belichick being this, this great GM. Right, right. He's a great coach. Great coach. But, man. Some of the moves. I mean, the drafting's been bad. The drafting's been bad. Some of the free agent moves, are just you look right. at it and go, ugh. Yeah, the roster shouldn't get that bad just because Brady leaves. Right, who was making way under market value. He covered up a lot of the <laughs> right. a lot of the words for as for Bill the GM. Yeah, and Bill Bill the coach bails out Bill the GM a lot. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I get that they like their guys, but when you you take a safety out of Rutgers that no one's ever heard of in the second round, seemingly every year that you got in the sixth, <laughs> take them in the six. The fifth, yeah, you know, whatever. yeah, and uh, they've been successful. Resigning Cam Newton, that's interesting. To say the least. Do you yeah. think they're done there? I don't think they're necessarily done there, but Cam Newton will be their starter this year. I think he'll be their starter. Yeah. I, I bet they would love to. The... He threw six touchdown passes last year. Six, I know. It's six. And played pretty much the whole year. Yeah. Like, I would. I bet their plan is we'd love to get involved in a Trey Lance and learn from Cam. But you don't have to trade up to do that, and who knows if you can make us you know, swing that or not. Yeah. So, anyways, we're going to take a break. Yeah. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, we want to thank you for listening to this edition. And uh, so for my partner, Matt Williamson, uh, for Jacob here on site keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lally. We'll see you soon on another edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lolly here with Matt Williamson. You're listening to The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, we've seen a lot of stuff uh, happening here over the last few days. A lot of oh, trades yeah. over the weekend. Yeah. I mean, some of them for some strange trades, too. You know, kind of like, we're not real thrilled with our guy. You're not real thrilled with your guy. Let's swap fifth-round <laughs> picks and send you here. Or, you know, Marcus Cannon goes to Houston was involved in two of them. They yeah. did pick up Marcus Cannon for kind of nothing because they just you know got Trent Brown and you know those type well, of. I, I heard some information about that. Apparently, Marcus Cannon they had a bunch of guys opt out last year. The Patriots. The Patriots. Right. So they had all those guys that opted out come in for physicals. Oh, okay. To hey, we haven't seen you in a year. Sure, let's, let's that see makes what, sense. You know, right. Cannon didn't come in for his. Ah, really? Yeah. And then they traded for Trent Brown. And then they traded. Yeah, they so they traded for Trent Brown because hey, we're going to get rid of Marcus Cannon. Yeah. So you'd make the trade for Trent Brown, and then you they ship. gave him away for like nothing. Yeah. And, and he makes some money. I mean, they're going to dump some salary too. But there are some odd little moves like that floating around the league. Yeah. Uh, Texans also got uh, Bernardrick McKinney, or uh, they sent Bernardrick McKinney to Miami for Shaq Lawson. Mm-hmm. Shaq Lawson, they just here's a perfect example of Miami just spent big money on Shaq Lawson. Miami spent. They 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 went out and signed all the. They were very active in free agency. Very last active year. last year. And now they're getting rid of all those guys. Yeah. And Van Noy and Lawson, those are the two edge guys they signed yeah. for way too much money. Boom, they're gone. Again, spending on day one isn't always the best move, especially for, you know, B-level guys and you give them A-level money. Yeah. You know, like Shaq Lawson's not a great player. He wasn't – I'm sure Buffalo didn't even miss him. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, a couple other things that happened COVID-related. Uh, the NFL gave teams the okay to have people in their war rooms. Oh, okay. You can, okay. They, you know, last year they weren't able to able yeah, do it. Right. They had to do everything virtually. Step in the right direction. Yeah. And today the state of Pennsylvania announced that it's going to allow 50% capacity in indoor stadiums. Really? Okay. And outdoor. I guess it's 50% outdoor. So Penn games will be 50%. Pen, yeah. Uh, let me let me get the exact numbers on that. And I wonder, obviously the Pirates are ahead. Uh, I would say it's 50% for outdoor, 25% okay. for indoor. That's still a step up. It's a, it's a big step up if you're an outdoor. To see. Well, an outdoor, right. Huge for the Steelers, obviously. Huge for the Steelers, yeah. So I, mean, I think the Pens were at like 2,000. And at, what's that place hold? 16, 18, Yeah, so now like they can that. get four in there. So they're doubling. Yeah. Buckos will. The Pirates, well, not, really to, not that anybody bit. will notice. Maybe for opening day. <laughs> maybe for opening day. Or, yeah. Yeah, maybe they're a, a great team this year. But yeah. for the Steelers, that's, that's great. And you're like, okay, we're moving in the right direction here. We get 30,000 fans in there on opening day. I mean, that's a ton different than it and, used to be. Again, you got five more months before you have to actually do right, it. Right, right. I mean, you maybe know. 75%. Maybe at 100. Right. I mean, even just preseason games. If they're yeah. at, you know, 35,000 in there, that's awesome. You know, you know young, I was thinking about my son. I took him to a Penn game last week, and he's like, I haven't seen a live event in forever. And, you know, he's now old enough at 14 that he wants to do those things. Take him to a preseason game, that's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen, obviously, I've seen live events. Right, right. Um, the last non-working live event that I went to was last year around this time when my son was in the, the Tough Man contest in oh, yeah. in West Virginia. And that place was packed. It was packed, huh? It was packed. Okay. So, but they'd be back to 50% now, right? Well, they're, 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 they're in West Virginia. I think West Virginia, oh, com they they're completely yeah. opened up again. Yeah, okay. But, but I wonder, like, high school hockey and things like that that are going on, or basketball. The basketball, yeah. I mean, the, the basketball playoffs are starting – uh, the state playoffs this week, mm -hmm. uh, so that'll be good news for them. Yeah, they, you know, absolutely. I mean, I can't imagine if your kid was in his senior year, oh. you can't go into you, know, you can't come watch. No, I mean, my kids aren't that age yet, but you, your son was a very successful pitcher. What if you couldn't go watch? I mean, you'd have lost your yeah. mind, right? I mean, I, I, I I'd have been, yeah, would have driven right. me nuts. I mean, and you now your whole family you don't get that back. You. What's that? You, you don't, don't get that back, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, let alone, I mean, we're a football podcast or a football, you know, show. You only play what eight games a year or whatever in high school, and you got to see none of them, or only one person from your family could go, and yeah. your brother can't go, or your grandma. I or saw whatever, a thing you know? where uh, uh, I think it was a girls' basketball player. Somebody posted on Twitter that they they had to sit in the parking lot. Their daughter got hurt in the game, yeah, and they couldn't go. Too. They couldn't go in the building. Yeah, but I didn't even think of that. Actually. I mean, like your kid gets hurt, <laughs> not just a bump or a bruise. Yeah, gets injured in a game, and you just see the. The, uh, the ambulance going in or something. Like, yeah. Oh, you're, maybe you're listening on the radio if you're fortunate enough to. Someone in there is texting you yeah. about it or whatever. Yeah. Wow, that'd be terrible. But yeah, so. Moving in the right direction. Moving in the right direction. We should harp on the good news. I mean, it looks like things are trending in the right way and people are getting vaccinated left and right, so good. Uh, the pro day schedule, we're going to head into week two of the heavy pro days. Last week we saw and to tie a, a that in, a lot of people are at the pro days. Yeah. You know? Now NFL teams are limited to three. Yeah, but that's a pretty good crowd at Clemson yeah. and all these places. Right. You know? So this week, we've got Kansas today. Or no, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm looking at the wrong one. So okay. today's March 15th. Let me get this right. Vanderbilt today. Today is Vanderbilt, Kent State, Middle Tennessee, and Army. Not a huge Not day. A Van huge slate, Vanderbilt's right. got a couple guys. Kent State's got one mm -hmm. or two. Army's always interesting. Yeah. I mean, not they're going to be young. They're typically pretty good, though. Well, like, they're pretty disciplined. They're very disciplined. <laughs> they like, screw up off the field. Yeah. 
I mean, uh, they're, they're, I don't know how to, you don't see many Army dudes drafted, obviously. Right. But I would sure love to. I mean, if there was somebody close, throw him on the team. I mean, that's where Alvel Nueva came from. Mm-hmm. You know, that you, you get that kind of. Are they 24-ish when they come out of the academy? I don't know that they're that old. Maybe they're not that old. No. Okay. I mean, they, they most went right out of high school and right. got a scholarship yeah. and you know, right and played like. You're like thinking if, if they have to, they have if they have to serve their two year. Commitment. Right. And I don't think that's I don't the think case they have anymore. to do that it's anymore. Not Staubach coming yeah. out of the Navy and had to serve or whatever, or BYU on a mission or any of those type of things. Um, tomorrow is Georgia Tech and Temple. Georgia Tech has always been a tough one for me. His one's such a weird scheme. Yeah, and, but the thing, the thing about it, they run that 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 option scheme and mm-hmm. you know, triple option and a lot of stuff. For a long time, they were getting really good wide receivers, which didn't make Calvin any sense. Johnson. Yeah, Demarius <laughs> Thomas. Demarius Thomas, and they catch like ten balls. Yeah, like and they're easy first round picks, and they're ma- You know, we were like them big so they could block. <laughs> what are you doing? It's Calvin Johnson. He's the best. You might want to throw him the ball four or five times a game. We don't talk about him as like maybe the best receiver prospect we've ever seen come out of school. He wasn't even around the 40, and he found a pair of shoes and ran like a 4'3 at 235 pounds. I mean, he's like Kyle Pitts. Yeah. yeah but uh, just th- that, that's always been a really tough that's a assessment of their offensive players. And, and the, the, the thing you don't think about is their offensive linemen don't pass block. Like Shaq Mason went there and has been a really good run blocker and has turned into a good player, but he's a fourth-round pick because he never passed that. Yeah. That's hard. Uh, Temple is also tomorrow. Mm-hmm. March 17th, big one around here. You got Georgia, yeah, Illinois, Pitt, Arizona, and San Jose State. Pitt's got some dudes. Pitt's got like six or seven guys. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, they, I think they had six or seven that were going to be uh, brought combine into the combine. Anyway. I think okay. they have like 12 guys working out tomorrow. Wow, that's great. And so that, that's going to be a big one. scouts in town. Georgia obviously has a bunch of guys. Yeah, oh, yeah. Illinois got guys. Green is interesting. Yeah. The Steelers. I'm, I bet he tests well. San Jose State's got the wide receiver. Um, yeah, I forget his name too, but he'll be drafted. Yeah. And then Arizona's, you know, mm-hmm. they're. they're We've seen a couple good, pro, big pro days already, too, yeah. Oklahoma and some of these other ones. How are, about this schedule on Thursday? Okay. Auburn. Auburn. We haven't talked too much about the Auburn receivers. Yeah. That one dude is a world-class track dude. I right. Mean, he's could have, I mean, he, super ridiculous times. He could run 4-2 flat. Right, yeah. And they have the big kind of plotter. They're very opposites. But they're, that's interesting. And they have the linebacker you like, too. So th- that'd be a good one. Stanford. Stanford's a good one. West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. They got some guys. They got some guys. Louisiana yeah. Tech. Buffalo. Buffalo's got a couple of interesting, mm-hmm. interesting players in this draft. Louisiana Monroe, Troy, and Central Arkansas. Okay. It's still stunning to me that eight schools are all on the same day. But I guess if you're Central Arkansas, you just take whatever you can get. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, right. You hope yeah. a, handful of, a handful of people show up and record it all. Yeah. Uh, then Friday is Memphis, TCU, and Ohio. There's some guys at TCU. TCU's got, yeah, yeah, they get some guys. And there's two safeties that are interesting. That's coming up soon as our triple take on safeties. I'm digging into those tonight. It's an odd position. They couldn't, serve. and they're, they're, you talked about the Auburn guys, mm-hmm. couldn't be more di- different. The two the TCU safeties, safeties couldn't be more different. One's tiny. Morig's 6'2", and the yeah. other guy's 5'8". <laughs> the guy's yeah, they're both <laughs> really productive and probably the best pair of safeties in the league, I would imagine, or in college. Yeah. Interesting. So. That was a tough uh, – the safety position to me might have been the toughest assessment. I'm not looking forward to it. I was going to do it yesterday. And I, I, I did it over the weekend uh, for triple take, and I'm like, it's, it's not a bad class. There's, no. There are guys there. 
but figuring out what order you wanted Who to you rank want. them in and yeah. it's just such a diverse. Uh, position everybody has Moerg number one. Sure, but really, when you look at the safety but he's position, John Taylor coming no. out. You know, right? But when you look at the safety position, they're two different positions. You're, you're mm-hmm. asked to do two two entirely different skill sets. It's like inside yeah. and outside linebacker. Right. I mean, in the Steelers scheme, those should not have the same. They they both should not be called linebackers. Now you got some of, some of the guys in this draft. Play, you know, they they played free. They played strong. They played in this you know slot mm-hmm. corner. I I if, if a guy did that. I gave him a little more. Bump him up. I bumped him up. He, I don't blame he, if you. he has that scheme that versatility, game. that's what that you know that that meant a lot to me. The more I think about the safety position, they could almost be lumped in three categories. You know, yeah. traditional strong, who's going to be a nickel linebacker of a high percentage of snaps in this league. You know, the traditional free, that's the the deep middle guy. Yeah. And now there's these Buda Baker, Matthews, even Malcolm Jenkins. A lot of them have corner backgrounds. They play slots. Some of them play slots against the the Edelmans of the world. Some of them even play slots against you know the big slot receiver Ebron's of the world. And That's what I mean, what the Steelers tried to do with Sean Davis, right? He had some right. cor- he had some corner ability. You could play him at strong. You could play him at free. Mm-hmm. They tried him at slot corner, right? You know that. that has value if if the guy can do it. Yeah, that, that's a rarity, you know. And like the the Chiefs have gotten a lot of that out of their safeties that they give, you know, have them do a lot of different things. Buda Baker, I think, is the highest paid safety in the yeah. league now. Like I, I, the the kid from uh, TCU, Adarius Washington, he's five eight, one hundred and seventy nine pounds. Right. But I think he could be that kind of guy. Yes, he's got ball. Ma- he's got he's got playmaking skills. He makes breaks on the football. Does all. Well, he's the, all over the field. He's all over the field. Makes right. just makes plays. He's just tiny. I mean, Bob Sanders was a great safety prospect. Yeah. And, and but he couldn't stay on the field. Couldn't stay on the field. Yeah. I mean, he played so hard. I mean, he's taking on Jerome Bettis in the hole. You know, like, <laughs> that's not going to go well for him. Yeah, somebody career. mentioned Malik, you know, this, hey, why don't the Steelers sign Malik Hooker? He can't stay healthy. He can't stay healthy either. Right. I mean, I would consider I mean, a guy like if, that on the super cheap. If but, I'm yeah. looking, I, would I rather have to, because they said, well, they may not be able to sign, re-sign Terrell Edmonds next year, or, or they may choose not to pick up his yeah, option. You can, I'd rather have Terrell Edmonds. No, I'd rather have Edmonds. I know sure. he's going to play. I know he's going to play. <laughs> right. He's, he's put a lot of snaps in. He's reliable. And you don't have to worry about Edmonds' replacement for a little while. Right. I mean, that doesn't have to be a high priority. But, uh, yeah, this safety class, I, there were, you know, even if you look at anybody that, like, any of the rankings that are out there. Mm-hmm. They're all over the place. You got, uh, obviously, you know, you got you got Moerg up top. But then there's a whole bunch of guys between, like, 50 and 150. There's like yeah, 30 safeties between there. Like, it just depends on what you're looking for. You right. Know? Uh, right when I started to do my linebacker ones, I was like, man, I'm going to have a really hard time narrowing this to five. And yeah. There's going to be eight or ten that I really like. Yeah, this, the, I think the linebacker classes, this is what you're finding now in college football. A lot of these guys who are 6'1", 6'2", mm-hmm. 215 pounds, or 6'1", 215 they used to be running backs. I say that that's that's their path. Now they're just playing. They're playing safety. They're playing linebacker yep. because you need to be fast at those two positions to keep up with all the spread offenses. And they'd be smarter to even do more of it. Like there's so many receivers that come out every year. I know everyone wants to catch the ball, but if you can play defense and have some ball skills, and you're six one two ten and can play corner, yeah. that's a better career. It's, it's path. really it's really tough to to kind of stand out. It's, yeah, that's the yeah. thing. What separates you from the other guys? It's funny, like, one of the first ones I remember doing at the year point was Williams, the uh, the linebacker with the, the U. I forget his first name. He played next to Vilma. 
Um, oh, he yeah, was a first-round pick. you're talking about, yeah. But he was a stud running back, four- or five-star recruit out of California, s- chose to switch to linebacker and was, like, the most athletic guy in the field as a first-round pick. Yeah. Um, you know, that was a big thing we did at Pitt is we would bring in five or six running backs, all shapes and sizes. Some of them are 200 pounds, and they turned a corner or a kick returner or a wide receiver. Three of them are – 230-ish or 220 or They were all the best athlete on their high school Right, and they were running back because they just got the ball all all the time. People didn't throw as much back then. Two of them turned into linebackers. I mean, it was a great system. Yeah, and and I I think that's what you're seeing here. I mean, if you look at some of the sizes, I mean, the the Nazareth Dean at a Florida State, 6'3", 213. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you just tell him, hey, put on uh, put on 20 pounds or 15 pounds, you're a linebacker. Yeah, uh, the whole tweener world is much different now, too. It though. used to be a bad thing. Used to be a bad thing. Now like, now teams are like, yeah, we'll take a tweener and we'll you know we'll just play him in our sub package. And yeah, he'll run in he, cover top. He, yeah. The kid last year from uh, Clemson went in the first round. Right. I mean, what he, is he? I don't know. Yeah. He's, a, he's a football player. We'll just take him and put him somewhere. People thought Barron was a bust because he wasn't a safety, but – you know, him and Buchanan and some of those guys were the first to kind of go down that road. Yeah. But the first, the, the first guy that I really remember doing that, and, and it's not just because I cover the Steelers, uh-huh. but, but the, it's the first guy I remember making that kind of transition was Carnell Lake. Lake, huh? Like, I don't know if everyone remembers how freaky he was. I mean, he was a college linebacker that moved to safety. To move to safety. And then played corner in the NFL for a little bit. And this t- day and age, it's always the other way around. Yeah. People get closer to the line of scrimmage. But he know? was the first guy that I remember, like, Okay, he's 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 that tweener size. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you do with him? And they said, well, we'll just put him at safety. And there have been some other guys over the years that have, that have done that. If you, yeah. know, you see, some, you know, guys that well, he was a college nose tackle, but we're going to move him to linebacker. I, there was a guy that Patriots like drafted. Teddy Bruschi did yeah. some of that, and some of those. There's been some of those guys like that. You're, you're right. Um, but it used to be the, it used to be the worst thing if somebody called you a tweener in the draft. You were screwed. Oh, you were you were doomed. Yeah. I mean, Roosevelt Knicks goes from nose tackle to fullback and yeah. things like that. There are more transitions nowadays. I'm trying to remember Lake, though. I mean, I was a little young, and I didn't cover the team. He wasn't a liability in the deep halves. No. So, I mean, he no. was a liability anyway. The, right? the only, his only issue was that he didn't catch the ball well. He didn't have a lot of takeaways. Yeah. But, but was he, he the Palomalu role before Troy? He was the strong, yeah. 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 I mean, I don't remember him being. They always had they always had somebody with that was the deep guy, whether Mm -hmm. it was Darren Perry or Thomas Everett or or those type of guys. But he was down in the box and and, you know a lot of plays. Yeah. Right. Well he'd be a great pro now. He'd probably be a linebacker now. Probably, yeah. They would have just kept him at linebacker. He might have been a college safety and moved to linebacker. They'd they'd have flip flopped it. Just need him in your line of scrimmage and do everything. Yeah, he'd have a lot of value right now. Yeah, I was I said if he if he caught if he caught the ball better He'd be in the Hall of Fame. I say he's not far from a Hall of Fame type of guy. Yeah, right. I mean, if he's if he's, I think he has like twenty career interceptions. If he had thirty five or forty, mm-hmm. he'd be in that conversation. Yeah, he's one of those many, many forgotten awesome defenders in Steeler history. That's would it be one of the better ones in a lot of teams' history. Yeah, you know, just, yeah. there's so many. Uh, but yeah, that's. I thought that safety position was interesting. You know, with so just so many, I hadn't really looked at it that hard. Yeah, we could talk about it because it wasn't too. a pressing need for the Steelers until right. this weekend, and I started watching tape. Like, oh, I like that guy. That yeah, guy makes good breaks on the ball. I mean, there's a lot of guys it's there. The one I've been least favorite, least excited to dig into. Yeah, of all the, I'd rather look at guards from this class. Yeah, safety, I can't. I, I mean, maybe they take a safety late. Sure. I mean, you could always add one for depth, special yeah. teams, you know. But they just took one last year. They're two, there's two starters are both in, you know, entering year four. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, it's not a pressing need. They're all in their prime right now. Yeah. That's, that's where you want your position to be. And, again, it's just so. not, you know, if there was 
three or four of them that were you know top forty type guys, you go, okay, I got to look at this position, mm-hmm. but not so much. No, not so much. It, it's an odd year for the position, even though I think the importance of the position is going up in the world. I think it is. Yeah, yeah I think it is. I think you want to be stronger at that. You know, you you can't get beat over the top in this league. No, and you and because so many teams are using bigger guys in the slot. You have to have the ability to match up with those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, people are putting okay. We're gonna we're gonna use Travis Kelsey just you know in the slot. Right. Well, you're not putting a corner on him. He's gonna he's gonna dominate he's gonna the corner. Those guys up. Yeah. And again, you mentioned Isaiah Simmons last year. He had a rough rookie year, and I think you have to have a better plan of what you're gonna do with those guys. Like Simmons and Miles Jack come to mind as they can do everything. Miles Jack played slot corner. But he's not going to go to the cornerback room <laughs> on Wednesday afternoon. I he mean, also he's played still, running back. That doesn't right, mean you want him to do that. Right. He can only do so many things in, <laughs> during the week to prepare for Sunday. He's going to go to one position coach. you got to figure out who that is. So that kind of worries me slash excites me about Owasu uh, Koromoa yeah. or guys like that. You better he's have a, a plan. I, I almost wanted to put him with my safety rankings just because of his – Yeah, I, we probably should have. I, I put him at linebacker. But he could have been easy, just as easily. There are safeties in this draft that are bigger than him. Right, right. I mean, he's an overhang guy. They list him at 220. Bar. I bet he's not 220. People said he played a little over 200. Yeah. I mean, he may be 220 at his pro day, but is he going to be, you know, what's he going to be whenever he really plays? And, and he's perfect for doing a lot of things with Blitzum and all those things, but that's he's still a rookie like everybody else. Yeah. Is he going to, you're not going to give him carte blanche and just do whatever he wants. Yeah, he's just a. It, it, He's the, he's a chess piece. He's a chess piece, and you can move him around. But the problem with those chess pieces, um, that's easy for me and you to say. It's right. not easy for the defense coordinator. Or where are you on Wednesday afternoon and yeah. Thursday afternoon? You know, and he's you know, it's, it, if the chess piece is in year four, mm-hmm. okay, now he understands the, the concept and he he knows what we're doing here. But the chess piece in year one. Doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He makes the wrong read. <laughs> yeah. and he's running the wrong direction really fast and looks good doing it, but he's running the wrong direction. There's a reason why it took Troy Polamalu sure. a year to, to get it. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. because he wanted to understand the entire defense. That guy who, if he's going to be that kind of player, really needs to be able to do that. He needs to be a veteran. He needs to understand the entire defense. He needs to understand, okay, what's the what's the linebacker's responsibility here? What's the safety responsibility? Yeah. What are the corners doing on what's this? What's the offense trying to manipulate? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the opposite of the quarterback argument. You know, that you can be the Mac Jones, Brady pocket passer, but it takes you a lot of time, where these guys, they 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 don't get by with athleticism in the first year on defense because you get manipulated. I mean, even the Devin Bushes and Devin Whites of the world, they're true linebackers. Their rookie year is going to be tough. Yeah. You're biting on play action and all this motion, and people are going to attack you in the middle of the field let alone if you're a little bit positionless. So you got to fight through a year or two. Even like Hassan Reddick's a good example. I mean, he lit up the senior boys, first-round pick. Took him a while before they realized, just took, rush him off the edge. Took him four years, yeah. And now he's going to get paid. But, I mean, if, 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 if he wouldn't have had the breakout year now, nobody would care about him. Right, I agree. So it's always interesting. Uh, Brandon Graham re-signing with uh, Philadelphia one year, close to $20 million over the first Was he a free agent, though? Uh, they I just extend. They just extended, extended him and pushed him. more okay. money in the next year. Uh, they need the cap space. Uh, yeah, I say I thought that was kind of a cap move. But yeah, kid. I mean, you, he's not young though. You're talking kicking the can down the road. That's kicking the can down the road. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The other one is Jason Verrett signed with the Niners. Resigned. With Resigned. The Niners. Yeah. Good. They they were really light at, at the cornerback position. He's a guy to root for. He's had so many injuries. He, yeah. He was good for him last year though. Yeah. 
Uh, let's take a break. Okay. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. You've uh, you've been listening to the the, uh, the drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Um, as usual, we uh, like uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter or like uh, uh, or follow, I should say, on spread the word. Well, you can follow us on Twitter too. But yeah, we'd also that. like it if you'd uh, subscribe to the the net, network uh, shows that we have Where on here. Get your podcast stuff. Absolutely, you can do that. Uh, you know, give us a like, give us a, your feedback on the show. We always appreciate that as well. But uh, for my partner Matt Williamson, for Jacob Breck here on site, keeping us on the air. I'm Dale Lolly. We appreciate you listening to this edition of the Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. This is the Drive with Dale Lolly and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, it is everybody's favorite time. Everyone's favorite time. Everyone's favorite time. Everybody loves the mock drafts. Sure. I get, we get more feedback on the mock drafts, I think, than anything else that we do. I think so. And people can go do their own. It makes it pretty interactive. You can get our way of thinking, and then you're like, I wouldn't have done that. I'm going to try this. Um, I think what will be fun this week is we do one now. Not that the Steelers are going to do a ton over the week, but I bet they make two moves you know, or something. Maybe they're not massive ones. And come back and revisit on Friday. I wonder how different it'll be. Yeah, I don't. I don't expect them to do much this week, but probably we'll not. see. I mean, it could be a Zach Banner, or yeah, a something like that. Something signing like that. some, but signing a couple of their own guys mm-hmm. might be the biggest thing. Uh, we're doing our draft today on on Pro Football Focuses using Fun. their drafter. Uh, I like this one because I can go and look and see. I don't have to, to jump out of anything to go see what everybody else has done. So that rolling nice through the uh, the picks here in the first round. Uh, not surprised. Trevor Lawrence, number one. Zach Wilson, two. Justin Fields, three. Jamar Chase, Penny Sewell, Trey Lance, Devontae Smith, Rashawn Slater, Jalen Waddell, Christian Barrymore at 10. That's a, wow. Uh, wow. Micah Parsons at 11. Kyle Pitts at 12. Trevor Mowring at 13. Caleb Farley at 14. 15. Rondell Moore. Wow. That's early, too. Uh, Christian Derrissaw goes at 16. Patrick Sertain, 17. Quiddy Pay, 18. Jason Owa, 19. Uh, Aziz Ojolari, 20. With the edge rushers, yeah. run on edge rushers. It continued with 21. Gregory Rousseau to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Asante Samuel at 22 goes to the Titans. And Mac Jones at 23 goes to the Jets. Okay. So so none of the running backs have gone. No running backs. Five uh, quarterbacks, which I think will be the case. A lot of. The usual offensive tackles are gone, and edge rushers like crazy. Yeah, edge rushers like so. The top guys available to, available to us according to Pro Football Focus. We yeah. should read down the names here. We'll, uh, Rashad Bateman, Koromora, Owasu Koromora, mm-hmm. uh, we talked about. Uh, Nick Bolton, J.C. Horn, Tevin Jenkins, Elijah Moore, Jalen Phillips, Elijah Vera Tucker, Zayvon Collins, Kadarius Tony, Dylan Raddins, Wyatt Davis, Samuel Cosme, uh, Leatherwood. All the running backs, Walker Little. We got three trade offers. Oh, I forgot they do trades. They Good. do trades. Let's go ahead. I was going to say, there's not a, a there's not a non-running back that I'm running to the podium right. with that group. And all three running backs are They're available. So if I can get more sure. by trading back, then I'm all, I'm all years on So that. the Saints are on the phone. Here are the three teams that are on the phone. The Saints with pick 28. Their top pick remaining is 28. The Raiders, the Raiders with pick 48. 
They've mm, already used their first round pick, okay. and then the Texans with pick sixty seven. So I think we want to make a deal I think with the Saints. The pine, pine yeah, we're going to try to make a deal with the Saints. Uh, they have twenty eight, so obviously that would be involved. You could even double trade down, go to twenty eight, and then go again to thirty five or whatever. Uh, now they have twenty eight, sixty, ninety eight, one hundred five, one thirty three, with two sixteen. So they've got some. They get some stuff. They yeah. get some stuff. I'd like to get sixty if we can. I was thinking that too. Uh, so let's let's offer twenty eight or twenty four. How does this one work? Do they offer us a deal already? No, we get to offer them. They just or yeah. They just said they're they interested. call. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. We get to try to make the deal here. Let's offer twenty four and two forty four for twenty eight and sixty and see if they bite on that. I bet they say no. Probably. It's worth a shot. The trade was accepted. Nice. Okay. There we Very go. Nice. Okay. So who did they want? Who did they go get? Well, let's see here. Get up, get the draft going again here. And they wanted Elijah Vera Tucker, which I, I can I can see that happening. They just drafted him. I don't know that they would make that right, move, but, but I could I see a team wanting to move up to get that because the next. Here's the thing, Vera Tucker went, Tevin Jenkins went at twenty five, wow. Dylan Raddins went at twenty six. Ah, I was <laughs> smelling the trend here. It's funny when you listed the guys that were gone when the Steelers were originally on the clock. Vera Tucker, I almost said, I bet he's not going to be available. But yeah, he's interesting. Yeah, okay. So and then Bateman, seeing... Bateman went to the uh, to the Ravens, so we're back up at twenty eight. Does that make you say, boy, I better take a tackle? Well, we got two more. Again, two more phone calls. We still have three running backs on the board, which is my yeah. target, and I think your target. The Panthers are on the phone. Off, they have a, their highest pick is thirty nine. I'm fine with going to 39. And the Raiders are on the phone with pick 48 is their top pick. Okay. I want a lot from the Raiders, though. Yeah. I don't know if I can go to 48. Well, let's see. I mean, 39 for 28. Their next pick is a 73. That would have to be involved. Yes. Okay. So 39, 28. Is that enough? Would they take 253 as well? Take I say, do we need to give anything back? 28 and 253. 39 and 73. I'll do that. Let's see if the let's see if the I bet they say yes. They declined. They declined. Okay. Yeah. All what right. We throw in a fifth next year. What if we give them uh, instead of uh, giving up? We could give them two fourteen instead. Okay. Let's see if that gets it. No, nah, that was declined. That was declined. Okay. All right, fellas. Well, well we're going to keep two fifty three in there, and we'll swap picks next year with you. How about that? You give us a uh, a five next year. We'll give you a four. Because we're going to get comp picks next year. Yeah, I got no problem getting rid of a next year pick for a deal like this. That trade was accepted, so we okay, gave up. Good. Okay. We gave up thirty nine. I'm sorry, we gave up twenty eight. Thirty nine. Two fifty three. So we get out of the seventh round completely this year, which is which is fun for yeah. our radio show too. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we gave up our fourth round picks next year. We got thirty nine seventy three, and their fifth round pick next year. See, I, I love the idea of now we've got a lot of ammo. In a sweet yeah. spot of the draft, I don't think our fifth round, or our fourth round pick is going to be I'm not that far off from that. the fifth round, like especially when you get two extra thirds or whatever yeah. too in the draft or in comps. We got a bunch of quality high, like we're not going to pick until thirty nine. But I'm yeah. a little worried the three backs might fall. You know, okay. we got Atlanta, we got the Jets, we got teams like that in the early seconds that could grab those guys. But it's still worth the deal to me. Well, ATN went. That would shock if he's still around. At thirty four. Okay. Um. Walker Little off the board. He went to the Dolphins. A lot more buzz about him than there was a month yeah. ago. Nick Bolton went to the Bengals right ahead of us. We're on the clock here at 39. We've got picks at 55, 60, 73, and 87 coming up. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. 
costs us a little bit next year, but not yeah. much. Um, is there a, is Harris or and Williams available? Williams and AT or Williams and Harris are both available. Yes, I think we take one of them. We take we do have to take a Javante Williams there. That's fine. That's fine. Boom, the pick is made. I still would probably have Harris ahead of Williams, but I'm I'm torn on that. I'm fine with Williams. Okay, we're back up again at 55. The top guys available. Ooh, I like this. Terrace Marshall. Not that, not necessarily that, but I yeah, like but this third name on the list. It's, yeah, Terrace Marshall, Elijah Molden, Liam Eikenberg. Wow, that would be nice. Yeah. Um, I'd have no problem just turning that card in. Yeah, let's see what other ta- uh, the tackles. Uh, Liam Eikenberg available, Jalen Mayfield available, James Hudson, Deontay Smith, Robert Hainsey. I think you get to take Eikenberg here. I think so, too. Yeah, we got another pick coming up at 62. Right. I would uh, think about defense at that point or a top center. Yeah, or then we can go linebacker. Yeah. Or tight end even. But yeah. I think you take Eichenberg here. I'm yep. very happy about it. Yep. Okay, we're back up again. And let's take a look. We got another trade offer. Who's on the phone? The Browns are on the phone. We don't talk to them. We don't talk to you. We're no, not picking away. it up. Uh, we're drafting a player here. Let's see what's available at linebacker. Jamin Davis. I say if Davis, we both have Davis over Cox, right? Considering the age. Yeah, Cox is already gone. Is he? Yeah. Um, Holton's gone. Let's see. How about we, you know, we, one place position we don't look at here often. Let's take a look at cornerback and see what's there. The top guy is hard to argue with as a bonus prize with all those extra picks. Yeah. You can find ways to get him on the field. You play more dime, you know. Aaron Robinson available. Interesting. Greg Newsom. Greg Newsom's. I think he's a good first-round pick. Melifuanu, Eric Stokes, Thomas Graham. Would Melifuanu or Newsom tempt you here? I don't know if I'd take him over Davis, but that's a high-quality position that's expensive. Newsom would interest me here a little bit. Yeah. He's he's a good football player. He's a really good football player. Still a junior. Good good size corner. Smart, athletic, long. Uh, he's well worth this pick. Yeah. I think he's going to be gone in the first round. Um, haven't done my corner ranks, but he might be like my fourth one. Yeah, that's our that's our next one up is corners. A tight end, there's really not. There's not a name there. Brevin Jordan's the top guy there. He's I, too Ebronish. Here's the thing though. There's a bunch of corners available. We got 60, 73, and 87 coming up. So we got another pick that's coming awesome, up in 13 yeah. picks. If we like Jamin Davis here, it might be. The I think it's a fall off at linebacker after that. I think there's guys that can come in and help you, but I think right, he's, he's a difference maker though. Yeah, I think he's so different from Devin Bush that right. I mean, that's a great compliment. Yeah. Real quick, who's the centers? Okay, we'll take a look at that. Uh, I bet there's a few. Yeah, interior offensive line: Creed Humphrey, nice. uh, Quinn Miners, Kendrick Green. So there's some there's some guys available there yeah. as well that could. And again, we got three we got three picks coming up here in the next. 27 picks. I'd say Davis. Yeah, I think you take. I think you go with the. That's the value, um, to me. And I know they they have him ranked a little bit lower, but that would be cheating. They get him ranked at 85th, and we're at 60. This is Pro Football Focus. Yeah, uh, I read actually read his report on Pro Football Focus. They like him a lot, but he didn't play much man coverage there, which was actually not rare. Yeah, and they dinged him a little bit with that for their grades, you know, but he's an ascending player. He's He'll figure out the man. He, like he can run. We'll get it. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't, he didn't have to play day one either. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie Davis is a big, uh-huh. and we're rolling again here. That could be the end of Vince Williams career in Pittsburgh too. We are back up again. Uh, we got trade offer. The bills are on the phone offering pick nine. Their top pick is 93. Is Newsom still there? If so, I think that's just too good to pass up. Uh, let's see here. He is not. A lot of the corners went. That makes sense. 
but the top cornerbacks available. You got Eric Stokes, you got Thomas Graham, Shakir Brown, Benjamin St. Juice, Trey Brown. I like all those guys, but I think the offense needs help. Um, Is there a stud D lineman? You know, like things we don't usually do. Yeah, Shelvin's there. He's Man, all, he's all that's not enough there. for me to. Yeah, Odigizuwa. No, he hasn't exactly fit. Amor Zarike is available. And those guys are all fine. None of them are. None of them are giving me, you know, butterflies in my stomach though. Yeah, I'd consider a stud receiver. Togi is still available as well. Okay, I'd certainly consider a, a, one of those offensive uh, interior guys and somebody along those lines. I mean. Jalen Mayfield's still available. That's kind of cheating. It's kind of cheating because I don't think that's possible. Let's not cheat. But Creed Humphrey's there. I'd take Creed Humphrey. Yeah, I don't know if that's cheating. What about Miners? Miners is... Miners. He was last time we picked. He is. He's still available. Would you take Humphrey over Miners? For the Steelers with Finney in tow? That's a good question. I think Miners has a higher, higher ceiling. And you know, like if I need a day one starter, you take Humphrey. Right. I don't, I don't know if you're going to need I don't a day know if you one. Need that? I think I I kind of lean towards Miners just because what could be. Yeah. He's got a lot of guard in him too. Um, kind of a better version of Finney in a way. So you said Buffalo was thinking about trading with us. Buffalo is on the phone. They want they their next pick is up at 93. Now we've got 73 and 87 coming up here, which is awesome. So even if we make this deal, Buffalo may call us back here with, with pick 87 too. Where what number is this one? 73. So if we move from 73 to 93, we still have two picks in between. We have one pick in between. One pick in between. There's a center. There's two centers we really like. Could we pick up a little juice for next year in this? You know, Bills have good picks. Could we get? 73 in our fourth for the Bills' second and 93 next year. You don't seem to be doing too – you don't seem super excited about that. We could try. I don't know if they're going to give us our second their second-round pick next year. I mean, their third to me is 100th overall or whatever, yeah. and that's fine, but I'd love to s- squeeze their second out of them somehow. They did, They declined they, it. They're not, yeah, they're, not, they're not going to do that. <laughs> well, let's just pick somebody then. Okay, let's do that. So what do you like there? Um, Miners. You know, one position we haven't looked at. Let's see what what wide receivers are available. There could be somebody that really jumps Uh, out. Kay Johnson, Jalen Darden. Yeah, those are exciting. Amon Ross, St. Brown. Mm. Uh, Sage Surratt, Seth Williams, one of the guys you're talking about. Trey Walker, the San Jose State kid. Um, Tutu Atwell, Cornell Powell, Amari Rogers. I mean, there's – I might consider that with our next pick. There's Most of those guys will be there. Yeah, I think you take one of the centers, and I don't really have a strong feeling of Miners versus Creed Humphrey, but I would lean towards Miners. Do you have a problem with the left-handed center? No. I don't either. Creed Humphrey tested really well. So did Miners, for that matter. Yeah, yeah. They both tested really well at their pro days. I'd be very happy to add Eichenberg in one of those two. Did you see, by the way, who ran Miners' uh, agility drills and stuff? Or no. Ran his Adrian Clem. Oh really? Yeah, he's running it. Let's running, take him. Running through the drills. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. I mean, let's just grab him. Yeah, he's gonna hang out with the Watt boys. And they're gonna <laughs> adjust him to the big city nicely. Yeah, I like it. Need nothing from him right off the bat. And we're back up here. Guess who's still available? Creed Humphrey. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, what about a Darden here? Or the Packers are on corners. the phone. They've got pick ninety-two. And I need to consider edge. The Raiders. 
Uh, let's draft a player. Let's just draft. Yeah, okay. Okay, let's uh, – the wide receiver's available. Ooh, boy, they got picked over. Did they? Yeah. Surratt is a top guy. He Seth, doesn't do much for me. Yeah. He's a big possession receiver. Yeah, yeah. he's physical, but eh. – Seth Williams, Trey Walker, Tutu Atwell, Cornell Powell. I think we wait now. I'd consider Atwell. He's so brittle, though. Yeah. Um – we haven't looked at the cornerbacks. St. Jude's still available. That's interesting. Uh, Rashad, Trey Brown's still available. Trey Brown's still available. He did well in his pro day, too. I he ran really well. That. Let's take him. Yeah, let's we take, take him, him every time anyways. What the heck? Usually we cheat and take him late. Yeah. This is a pretty early pick for him. I, I think I him. think that's going to be more representative. Like He ran, that's what you need he to ran a 4-4. Right. He's going to go higher. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's He's, what you need to spend on the real world. And we're coming up here at 128. Now we can uh, – your wide receiver – oh, Sean Wade's still available. Interesting. Um, He's certainly different than Brown. Atwell still available. Nico Collins, Amari Rogers. I'd consider Rogers or Atwell. Rogers is a little phys- more physical. I think Rogers would would like if you're going to run some end arounds and jet sweeps and things I like think that. He's more Canada friendly. Yeah, I think that fits well with. That's a real good pick here. Yeah, I think that fits in. I don't even need to look at anybody else. No, we're taking he, him. He did some running back reps at his pro day too. Yeah, I think that's solid. We got another pick at 140 here. Now we definitely need to look at edge. This interior is than we usually dedicate interior defensive line. Yeah, that front. We already added a corner. I saw it. I can't remember where I saw it. somebody put put out a seven round mock draft, and I went through and looked at all the Steeler picks, and they had the Steelers taking three defensive linemen. That's crazy <laughs> they only play three defensive linemen. <laughs> right? Why the hell would they take three defensive linemen? I've seen some people that do those seven <laughs> round mocks and forget that. The first five picks yeah. that that team made. And he, he I mean, kept gets, say, he kept saying the Steelers' defensive line is getting up in age, and they need to like how many how many are you going to take? Step on two, it's twenty six. You usually have six <laughs> of them that make the team. <laughs> okay, our top uh, defensive interior. You got Milton Williams. He's an interesting guy out of uh, Louisiana Tech. They actually had yeah yeah uh, Kobe Whiteside out of Missouri, Darius Stills out of West Virginia, O'Brien Goodson out of Memphis. Quentin Bohanna out of uh, Kentucky, Jonathan Marshall out of Arkansas, Mustafa Johnson out of Colorado. I wouldn't mind that neighborhood. None of those names are, you know, really yeah. floating me, you know, getting me super excited. But um, let's take a look at the, the edge guys. Edge. This is a nice spot to take edge. Yeah, usually there's some dudes. Uh, Ellerson Smith out of Northern Iowa. Interesting. Chris Rump out of Duke. I like him. I know he fits. Yeah. Uh, Patrick T- Johnson out of Tulane. Yeah. The guy uh, we end up with a lot. Jalen Twyman doesn't fit. Milton, no, he doesn't. Milton Williams uh, out of Louisiana Tech. Any of them excite you? Oh, he's a, yeah, he's a defensive interior. What am I saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, Chauncey Golston out of Iowa doesn't really fit. Malik Herring doesn't fit. Uh, Ogan Deje out of uh, Notre Dame. Jonathan Cooper. I still come, I keep coming back to Patrick Johnson. Yeah, we do often. Usually we take him a little later. He reminds me so much of Alex Highsmith. It's like yeah. I mean, it's a nice. I don't know if there's a nice ton of a him. ton of upside there, but I think he's pretty pro ready. Like he could he step gets, in. Gets quarterbacks on the ground. That's Let's do one quick tight end search though. Okay. And if there's a somebody that we happen to like, I don't think there will be. Hunter Long. I think you take him. Yeah, he got to the pick. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that worked out well. I don't even need to look at anything else. You're right. Right. <laughs> it's not that he's a superstar, but he's what they need. Yeah. I think he'd play. You, know, you get it four or five, four. To is that realistic? Do you think he'll be available? What at, pick was that? That was in the fourth round. I don't think it's crazy unless he tests really well. He hasn't had his pro day yet, right? Yeah. If he runs a four seven five or four, you know, four seven, 
Could be. He's, it's he's, a little optimistic. There's don't a, get me wrong. I just don't know how many teams are looking for that kind of tight end. Like a guy Fewer could, than ever. Yeah. But he's like they, all want these, the, they all want these big wide receivers mm-hmm. that, you know, hey, well, this guy could be a matchup issue. They don't want a tight end. They want a big receiver. But there's a lot of teams that need a tight end, and he's probably the top five on everyone's boards. So, yeah. You know, but you're right. Some people might just sign the the big 6'4 receiver and put 10 pounds on him. Yeah. I mean, it's Darren Waller. You know, it's, yeah, right, 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 right. All right, we're back up again. We passed Long's on. Long's not a dinosaur, but he's. Yeah, they're near, getting to be closer. Now to we almost have to go edge. If Johnson's still there, he's not. Isn't he? <laughs> uh, Teron Jackson, William Bradley King, um, Janarius Robinson. He's freaky edgy. Yeah, he's like six seven though. Uh, Jamar Watson out of Kentucky, Malcolm Kuntz out of Buffalo, Carlo Kemp out of Michigan. Okay, they're all fine. I mean, I think the the position makes sense. I'd always consider another D-back in the mix, too. Let's take a look at what's... We're pretty well set on offense. Um, Shamar Jean Charles is uh, available there from Appalachian State. DJ Daniel, Keith Taylor, uh, Marcelino Ball out of Indiana, Nashawn Wright out of Oregon State. Who's your favorite available defensive player? Let's just take a look at the overall and see what's... Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at positions here. Not for, not too many. I don't think we have a lot of room on offense anymore. No, I don't think we do. Okay, let's see here. I think it might be defense arrest. Uh, you got uh, Tommy Kramer is the top-rated guy overall, the guard out of uh, Notre yeah, Dame. No, no, we need to go that route. Tariq Thompson, the safety out of San Diego State. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, the running back out of Louisiana. I kind of like him, but I'm not. I don't know that that needs to be the move. Um, you got Taron Jackson, O'Brien Goodson, Quentin Bohannon. Um, Mustafa Johnson still available. He'd be all right. Let's take him. I like yeah. I like his motor. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think, think that's he would some... be a good project for the Steelers. Yeah, you okay. see him more of an end than a nose. I think he, I think with what they're at, you know, if they if they're asking their nose to get upfield, I think, yeah. I think he, can he can do, do that. that. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of Warmly a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I mean, hopefully better. But you know. Yeah. All right, we're done. We're getting graded, and our trade in the first round. Uh, with the Saints, got a solid B. One of the best trades we made was not having to make a seventh-round pick. That's true. That was great. Um, our trade with the Panthers, we got a B-minus on. Okay. Okay. The pick of Javante Williams at 39, a B. Today actually, a B-plus. 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 Most of their grades, like their average grade is a C-plus. Unless you so realize, any Bs are really And if good. you take a quarterback, you automatically get an A. I found that on their... That's a bigger conversation. Yeah. But the beauty of that is if you can get a quarterback that you don't have to pay, yeah, it's worth it. Okay, so they gave us a C-plus on Eichenberg, a C-plus on Jamin Davis, a C-plus on Quinn Miners, a B-plus on Trey Brown, a B-plus on Amari Rogers. Okay. So they really like the, the – Yeah. I've never, nice got, I've never drafted a position on here that wasn't quarterback and gotten an A. Okay. I mean, they're, they're not easy graders is what they're you're not. saying. Uh, Amari Rogers was a B-plus. Hunter Long, a B-plus. That's nice. I love this draft. Mustafa Johnson, a C plus, and overall we got a B plus, and that's about as good as you can do in there. I mean, yeah. you don't give grades. They're they not, give you're not a getting a. an A unless you draft seven quarterbacks. Wow, <laughs> we actually lost a little bit of future equity. Not too bad, but we, uh, lost we stayed. A little. We stayed the same, I think. Did we make two deals to add? Any time that we were, I think the only thing we lost was a seventh round pick. Okay, I thought the one deal we I gave we, up more than we got back. Let me let me take a look here. Maybe that was the. Uh, we gave up. 
Panther. Did. Oh, we did give up a, round, a fifth rounder next year. Okay, but we're going to get the comp- we're going to get uh, but no, we get we got a we gave up the fourth rounder, but we got a fifth rounder back. Mm-hmm. So that that was a wash. That's not quite a wash, but it's well. It's yeah, we get the similar. same number. We get the same number of picks next year as we same number of picks. Okay, yeah. I, I thought we went backwards in one, but barely. Gotcha. We, so we have two fifth round picks so next year. We got year. a lot yeah. of stuff this year, though. I mean, we got a lot better on the O line. Yeah, running the running back, back and receiver, an offensive tackle who a lot of people think can step in and play right away. Uh, he might. I mean, I'm. He might be. He might be your left tackle on opening day. Yeah, that's a possibility. Jamin Davis, who helps your your linebacker room ridiculously. Tremendously. Miners at center. Nice about Davis too is he's what two years different contract than Bush. Yeah. You know, whenever you're divvying out money. Um, Miners at center. Trey Brown at corner. Yeah. So you've helped there. Mari Rogers into your into your wide receiver room. He's a better Slow. version of of. Uh, he's similar to Juju. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit smaller. Yeah. A little smaller, a little better after the catch, not quite as physical. Hunter Long at tight end, so you help there. That's real nice. Mustafa Johnson on the defensive interior. I guess worth a shot, yeah. Yeah. I think both of us would take this draft in heartbeat. I think I like that draft a lot. As you good as you, hit, as you touched had. all the bases. And more. And Yeah. I mean, you quality could, at a lot of the spots. Not, eh, here's a six-round tight end that might be better in Gentry, yeah. but, you know. I mean, we had in the top 150 picks – most of our all but one of our picks was in the top 150 yeah, because of the of because them. of the trades that we made mm-hmm. uh, and we got rid of some you know so you're looking at uh, we'll be draft one two three four five six we get seven guys in the top 150. I mean the way we see it the the thing that fell into our lap this way was no running backs in the top 23. So because you know like you said you, you know in a previous segment we recorded today you mentioned. You did a DK one, and there's two set. Two running backs were gone when the Seahawks picked the 24. Where if none are gone, boy, I don't mind moving back eight spots right. or move back five and then move back another five. Because here's what happens: there, if you, you know? if you if you let's say you go ahead and you you pass on the running back in the first round, mm-hmm. even if the it, even if all those guys are gone or none of those guys are gone, I should say. Yeah. And you move. You, you say, okay, we're going to stay at 24, and we're going to take best offensive tackle available. Sure. Okay. That might even be Eichenberg. That, so, yeah. I mean, it could be. I mean, no. That makes sense. I get it. Tevin Jenkins. But then you're going to have to trade up in the second round to go get the running back. Oh, yeah. And then you don't have any of these picks. Then yeah. you don't add a receiver and a linebacker. Yeah. I mean, trading down in round one is ideal. Yeah. Easier to do on a program than it is in the real world. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, in this situation, you know, we, we happen to, you know, Elijah Vera Tucker fell. Yeah, that's that's what's about to say. Is there has to wish? be there has to be some, like there were three tackles available and Rashad Bateman when we picked and Jeremiah Owasu Koromora. He's the name I was going to mention. That I you think want if to that situation there. happens, you'll get a trade partner at twenty four if you want one. Especially if Vera Tucker's available. Yeah, he's a little different than the others. And he almost got to that pick. He got to twenty three, and Mac Jones went. Well, that's the one you really. want. If that be. happens, you're definitely getting calls about twenty four. No doubt. I mean, it might be from the Patriots offering next round's first. Yeah. You know, maybe you don't trade down as far. Or, you know, it might not be the, the style of trade you want or the Saints. Or there's a lot of teams, I think, that would trade for Mac Jones. Yeah. Or if Carolina gets shut out or, you know, teams like that at the top of the draft coming up and giving you something big next year or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think Vera Tucker, um, Owasu, uh, Koromoa would be guys that could be there that somebody will be, you know, pretty interested in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure who else would really fit that bill. The wild card there again remains those offensive tackles. What order do they go? I mean, I think mm-hmm. you, there are 32 teams in the league. 
they will have them those guys ranked. The t- their top ten offensive tackles will be ranked thirty two different ways. I think the top three are probably the top three out of the are equation. pretty set. I don't think Darisaw has any chance to be there twenty. No, I don't think so either. And then but they went. That, Sewell went at five. Slater went at eight to the Panthers. Very believable. Very believable. Uh, then you had Darisaw go to the Cardinals at sixteen. Okay. So three were gone by the time we picked. And then it gets foggy, but there's some yeah. good ones. And then Vera Tucker went at 24 with that trade that we made. That's, Tevin that's Jenkins, a guy at, you'd love to be sitting there at 24. Yeah, Tevin Jenkins at 25. Dylan Radden's at 26. See, um, what I think is kind of believable about that is if a guy like Vera Tucker's there, someone really wants some trades up for him, sees him as a guard or tackle, whoever, and then that starts the tackle run, Yeah, the, the tier two tackle run. You know, so that's really what those that's that's to me that's the biggest issue that I have taking a tackle in the first round. I mean I don't I don't dislike it and typically I'd say yeah take a tackle. Yeah, it's good business in general. But I do think that there's a I, I think those top three guys and then the next the next guys after that I think there's like eight or nine of them. Throw a, bl- throw a blanket over them. They're yeah. not. They're not the first three guys. Like if Darasaw's there, you run. Or Slater's there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're okay. You take them. Mm-hmm. But after that, then you're kind of like okay. You don't want to be the first one to start the run, because if the grades on the, the if your fourth guy and ninth guy are pretty similar, you don't want to be the one buying the fourth one. Yeah. But you can see a run happening. Absolutely. Like as soon as that fourth one goes, it might be like. Boom, boom, boom. Mayfield, you know. Well, be, between picks 20, when that runs at, at 24, when Vera Tucker went, you saw Tevin Jenkins go at 25, Raddins at 26. Uh, then you there was a little bit of a lull there, but then Walker Little went at 36. Mm-hmm. They also don't happen to like Mayfield as much as most, yeah. but he probably would have gone in that neighborhood too. Cosme goes at 40. Yeah. Um, that could be good and bad for the Steelers if, the, if such a tackle yeah. run happens. Helps you get your running back as a trade down, and you know gives people targets to trade up for. But your second round title tackle might not work out as well yeah. as it did for us. Leatherwood went at, at fifty. Jackson Carmen went at fifty four. So before the Steelers would then make that, we got Eichenberg at fifty five. Mm-hmm. But between our pick at twenty four, and the pick at, at fifty five, there were nine tackles taken. I think that's pretty believable. <laughs> I mean, right, right. A lot of those teams need them. Yeah, right. Interesting. But at least there's a lot. But if we move, if we don't take, if we don't take the running back in the first round, we may not get one. Might not get one. Which again, I'd love to go into the draft with Filer, Banner, and Chukes all under contract. Yeah. If he didn't get one, it would hurt. But it, you could you could be all right. Yeah. I mean, you have Chukes doing just like last year. Filer be one, and you know I know it's different positions, but Filer be a right tackle. Chukes and Zach, you battle it out the left tackle spot and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, that wouldn't be the end of the world. No, I don't. I don't think so You'd either. Love to have a tackle into the mix, but yeah, yeah. Um, see elsewhere. what you see what happens at the center position. I mean, everybody was hey, Dotson has to start at, at guard. Okay, well, Dotson's starting at guard. Mm-hmm. And the, and again, same thing we talked about with Greg Cosell last week. The running back makes the run game. Yeah, a big upgrade there would yeah. sure help. And if you got, I mean, no one wants to get shut out on those top tackles. You'd love to grab one of those top dozen or so, even if it's the Cincinnati kid or you know somebody that's yeah. a project. But boy, you'd be good somewhere else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if all good. those guys are going, right. top, I mean, again, that's and you have a Jasmine uh, Davis or you like know. eleven tackles in the top fifty-five picks. Mm-hmm. You'd like to be one of those, but yeah. you don't want to overspend, and then you'll be good somewhere else. Yeah. That's again, that's the Colbert way of don't have to do something on draft day. 
Yeah. So interesting. Uh, another interesting uh, mock draft. I would take that one in heartbeat. Yeah, I think the Steelers would as well. But uh, that's going to do it for this segment. Uh, so for my partner, Matt Williamson, for uh, Jacob Breck here on site, keeping us on the air as usual and playing all the good tunes, except, except when he plays uh, Dave Matthews. Stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm Dale Lolly. We want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.